Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today as we kick off a new series, and I've got a great show in store for you. In the month of July, we are calling it the That Sounds Fun Hall of Fun series, and we're bringing back some of our favorite episodes from over the years for you to listen to. Some of you have been around since day one, you OGs, and I love you, since back in 2014, and we'll remember these conversations. Maybe they're some of your favorites as well well. But there are lots of you who are new around here. So we thought this month would be a great opportunity to highlight some episodes that we hope you won't miss. And before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else in your life, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So you can move forward with confidence and understanding. Last month, as we talked about dating in our Summer Loving series, you heard from some incredible therapists. Plus, you heard the impact therapy has had on a lot of our guests' lives, myself included. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. They make it so easy. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. We love a quiz. Plus, your session can be done right from home. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and fit in your schedule. Finding a therapist that is the right fit for you is so important, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So you're just sure to be working with someone who is a good match. So overlay therapy on the map of your life with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash That Sounds Fun to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash That Sounds Fun. Today on this first Hall of Fun episode, you get to hear my first conversation from episode 48 with Pastor Kevin Queen, who has come to be known as Pastor of the Pod. So this is the first time I've had Kevin on, and this one is so special to me. It makes me emotional thinking about you hearing this. At the time, Kevin was the brand new pastor at my church, Crosspoint Church, and he tells the story of how he got to Nashville and Crosspoint, and it is legitimately miraculous. Even now, I still can't get over it. When we first aired this, I told y'all I wanted Kevin to tell the entire story of how God called him and his family to Nashville and to Crosspoint because I wanted us to look back on it in 10, 15, and 20 years down the road and just remember what God did. Well, it's only been six years since this aired, but I'm still so grateful we captured this. The story just speaks to God's kindness, provision, and plan. It's pretty incredible. And whether you've heard it before or this is your first time, I think you're really going to love it. So here's my Hall of Fun conversation from July 27th, 2017 with Pastor Kevin Queen. Kevin, welcome. I don't even know what to welcome you to. Nashville, Crosspoint, the podcast, all of it. Everything. I welcome you to all of it. (laughs) Um, I was thinking today that we have communicated more in three weeks than we have in a decade. Yes, absolutely. Maybe, right? Maybe 20 years, right? More conversation, but it's been, it's been so good. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Does it still feel crazy to you at all that y'all are in Nashville? And Yeah. I mean, today I went and got a Tennessee tag, right? Oh, and, you uh, didn't yeah, waste any time. I didn't waste any time. Why? So I got the, uh, Why'd you go so fast? I, just, I want to get things done before we start at the okay. church. And so, uh, so, but but they asked me, they're like, do you want the tag that says, in God we trust, or the tag that doesn't say, in God we trust? I'm like, do it. I don't have an option, right? I'm going to, in God we trust. <laughs> so they're like, these are new. These are new tags. I'm like, I want the new tag. And so, yeah. But it's almost, it's, it's surreal. I mean, everything that's just happened has happened so fast and so good, you know? And, yeah. Uh, so, I didn't yeah. get my tag or license until I got pulled over. 
Really? And the guy said, I mean, I'd been here. I think it was, I feel like I just told the story. I don't think I've told it on the podcast. Maybe I did, but I was cheering for a Vanderbilt baseball game on the radio. So it was 2012. I moved here in eight. Wow. And I get pulled over and the guy says, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, because I was cheering. And he's yeah. like, no, <laughs> you were speeding. And he says, give me your license. So I give it to him. He says, how long have you lived here? And real casual, he so suckered me. And I was like, oh, since like 2008. And he was like, then why do you have a Georgia license? Gotcha. <laughs> Nailed me. Yeah. So well done. You, yeah. you don't even have your permanent address. And yeah. you've got, uh, did you put the church as your address? No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to live at Cross Point. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, yeah, we're renting a house. And so we're, uh, we've got everything. Ree's already getting decor. I was about to say, is yeah. it starting to feel like? It really is. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people jump in this week and, uh, and help out. So really? It's good, yeah. Like family people? Family and... people. Yeah, my, my uh, mother and father-in-law came in. My sister-in-law, they've been, they've been all hands-on. Yeah. I bet it's cool for your sister-in-law and brother-in-law to have you guys here since – because historically, your whole family is concentrated in one area that is not here, That's and right. then they were here. Everybody in an eight mile radius, and then uh, and then Rain and Zach are up in Nashville. They've been here for six years. Yeah, because uh, he's in a thousand horses, a thousand horses, which is right. such a good band. Yeah, we saw him last night at the uh, at, at the, the Opry. Opry. Yeah, was it so, fun? It was, and got to see the Oakridge Boys at the end. So, Elvira, <laughs> oh, Music That's City, awesome. we're here, right? <laughs> That's how it goes. I love the Opry. The, this podcast comes out on Thursday and Saturday night I'm going. And it is, it's one of my very favorite things. It's, you're, you're going to get to do all sorts of stuff like that. It has. It's been, it's been my, uh, my, my boy got a uh, Bolton, got a picture. He's got flat Stanley. And so he's got to do mm-hmm. that for school, this little, you know, cut out. And he got a picture with the band uh, at the, at the Opry <laughs> with flat Stanley. I mean, that's the best flat Stanley picture Serious. ever. So. Only a brother-in-law is going to get <laughs> that's right, that. an entire band in a flat Stanley. Speaking of that's flat good. Stanleys, yes. flat Kevin. I uh, know. I didn't want to speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> They've really slowed it down this week. I think you put some pressure on didn't you? No, I didn't say a thing. I I texted him yesterday and I said to the girls who run, who work for Crosspoint, run the social media, I said, where's Flat Kevin been all week? They're like, he's coming back tonight. He took a break. That was. It's been classic. (laughs) Thank you for that, Annie. I mean, your entire vacation, you were getting tagged multiple times a day. Yeah. As a flat version of you traveling around the city. A face on a stick. Right? Yeah. Going I mean, they made like 10 of them. <laughs> they did. And so I've started going all the places that I've already been. So, uh, so really? I went, yeah, I went did to Franklin you go to Juice. The, yes, I got did the, the guy yeah, see you? He did. I can't so believe you haven't Jacob. told me this yet. I talked with Jacob. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Okay, so when I took him, I, we should tell our listeners in case they didn't see it. When I took your flat face and a um, float, a mini pearl, to Franklin Juice. As soon as I walked in the door, he said, I know who that is, and then said a message to you. So you went back already went to back see him. I back and saw him, and we had a conversation. He's but, a nice dude, yeah, right? A youth pastor in yeah, town. Yeah, fourth and, and fifth grade boys. He, yeah. Uh, what that. a hero. Cool. Was he excited when you walked in? Oh, he was. Yeah, we had a good little combo. So. <laughs> That's that was, that rad. So I'm just trying to hit on. So I, so I went backstage at the Opry with Flat, Flat, yeah. Flat Kevin. Yeah. And I, so I went there last night. So I'm just yeah. checking off the list. just running Yeah, through. we really led you. We it's didn't good. even realize we were predicting. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go jump off a diving board in Cottonwood yeah. next because that's what I made you do on Friday night. Okay, so you actually start on August 6th. Yeah, August 6th, the first first Sunday. We've got a night of worship on August 2nd. So August 1st is my first day okay. in, the, uh, in the office. So. Wow. So between now and then, it's setting up your house and then it's getting to work. Let's go. Yeah. Taking the temperature of everything, learning the city. I love it. Learning it all. Okay, let's back up. One of the things I told you from the beginning is I want this to be, this is for, you know, I, I, when I spoke at Crosspoint last week, what I taught, one of the things I talked about was like recording who God's been to you. 
And the beautiful thing about this podcast for me is I go back and listen and listen to some of the things I process with people and realize they came to happen or that God changed my desires. Or I remember a conversation I had, I think specifically of our worship leader, Mike Grayson, when Mike and Molly were on. Mike and Molly and I had this really interesting conversation in the podcast, and then it continued after that has really impacted me since then. And so for me, these episodes, a lot of them are, for me, recording what God's done for me. And so I want you to do that for us, too, record what God's done for you a little bit in this, because I, the story is unbelievable. Yes, it is. Right? It really is. I mean, had you, back up to a year ago, last right. summer. Yeah. Let's back up even farther. We went to Georgia together. Right. Go dog sick em. Mm. One of my former roommates, I won't say her name because then everybody will know, every one of her passwords, go dog sick em. I mean, I can break into anything because <laughs> everything is go dog sick em. What happened after you graduated college? Yeah, so graduated college and then went to work for my dad in the family business. And, uh, and What is I, that? He uh, he sells construction supplies. He's oh, an inventor cool. and invents construction. So I started He's an inventor. He is. He yeah, invents he has, construction he has, supplies. He has 13 patents, yeah. You are lying. So, How yeah. have I never known this? I don't know. I actually have a patent. When I was uh, when I was uh, 12 years old, I had an idea for a disposable kitty litter box. <laughs> and so uh, seriously, like you just threw the whole thing away. Yeah. And so we uh, we got a patent. He walked me through the patent process, wrote the patent, and uh, so that's that's my dad. He are is, you a millionaire? Uh, no, no. Somebody stole the patent. <laughs> like we were, It wasn't written that good. And so I have nothing. I've got a patent and I've got some prototypes. Did so. each of the siblings in your family have a patent? Is that like a thing? No, Does Christy no. have one too? And I don't she, know. No, no. We, uh, so he, I think after that process, he was like, I'm going to stick. And he just writes patents for construction. So okay. he's like, yeah. So okay. he did that. So I started working for him. I knew like three, four months in that that wasn't my my calling. That that were wasn't you married yet? Uh, Rhea and I were engaged at okay. that time. And uh, and I started working. And it was just, it was one of the hardest conversations I ever had to have. Where mm. I was sitting across the desk from my dad and I say, I can't do this anymore yeah. um, and uh, and he got up and he walked around the desk and came and put his hand on my shoulder and he said I bless you uh-uh. and uh, and so after that I started going to seminary and working for him full-time and uh, and so did that and uh, and where'd you go to seminary uh, in New Orleans and so they oh, had an extension yeah. indicator so sure. I so I knocked that out there and uh, but no churches would hire me unless I had a seminary degree, mm. and uh, and so I the good old days. That was, that was the, those were the days, <laughs> those right? And were so the days. so I don't know if I felt called to that degree. It was just much. How how do I get into yeah. vocational ministry? Yeah. And uh, and then ended up um, ended up working there, finishing there, and uh, and got got hired at my home church, which uh, which was Hebron. It was in. In Decula, Georgia, Hebrew. That's it. So I, I worked there for worked there for a year and a half, and I knew God was calling me to a next. I just didn't know mm-hmm. what it was. I thought mm-hmm. Rhea and I were going to go plant a church in Seattle. Did and, you? Uh, yeah. So so that Why? was what we were. Why did you um, think Seattle? I, I I just I was drawn to to that city to just yeah. kind of the the progressive, and also it was. I knew that transitioning from my home church was hard, and it mm. kind of seemed like, well, if I go to Seattle, like that'll go. They can't yeah, get they mad. Can't, right? yeah. I mean, it's kind of a noble, like, yeah, and, yeah. And, and really started praying through. And I met the senior pastor at 12 Stone, where I was before, met mm. him at a Starbucks, and I uh, come to find out. Just that casually, or we were just you talking. Set I knew, up yeah, I knew who he was. He didn't yeah. know who I was, just casually. And uh, and he said, if you, um, he said, uh, I told him I'm, I'm a church planner, and he said, well, we're looking for a high school pastor. I said, well, I'm not interested. I'm a church planner. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He said, well, if you are interested, you should talk to Dan Ryland. And the the day before that I would listen to a John Maxwell tape where he mm. talked about Dan Ryland, who mm-hmm. was the executive pastor. And I'm like, that's crazy. And so I was like, well, maybe I need to talk to Dan Ryland. We met at that Starbucks. Crazy deal. Found out. Um, he asked, he said, he looked at a picture of my wife and I, and he said, you've lost some weight. And I said, yeah. Well, I didn't tell you is that I was uh, I was 30 days into a 40-day fast. Oh. And so I, he said later, he said, you look like Gandhi with a smile. <laughs> so he's like, can I say that? I don't know. I just did. Yeah. But, but he's like, um, 
It's like, man, I lost, you know, I lost 30 pounds. And he said, so he's looking at the picture. He goes, he goes, what's the deal? And he said, are you, uh, are you fasting? And mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm like, what do I say? I'm right. like, you know, this is, you know, do I lie or do yeah, I tell yeah, him yeah. the truth? So I, so I told him the truth and he said, I said, I'm fasting. He said, what are you fasting for? Saying that God would prepare me to be a, uh, to prepare me to be a daddy. And that he would prepare me to be a husband and a daddy because I've never done both those things at the mm-hmm. same time. And that he would change me or change where I'm at. Yeah. And so this was, was 14 pregnant? years ago. Yeah, she was pregnant okay. with Raleigh. So, so Raleigh was our firstborn. And so at that time, I just, um, uh, he said, well, what are the dates of your fast? I said, September 1 to October 10th. And, uh, and he said, his jaw dropped a little bit. He said, Kevin, the elders and the pastors of our church are fasting and praying September 1 to October no. 10th. Yeah. And so they were fasting and praying for a high school pastor the same 40 days that I was fasting about those things. So it was at and that moment. Like, Did I just, you hear me say church right. planter? Because <laughs> I meant high school pastor. Right. <laughs> so it was like God just said, okay, and leaving my home church and going eight miles down the road. Yeah. In some ways, it would have been easier to go to Seattle for sure. than go eight miles down the road. Yeah. And so got to be a part of an incredible church, 12 Stone, and, uh, and have great, uh, great leadership. And so was there for 14 years. And I thought, you know, Gwinnett County grew up. 40 years there, I thought we're going to spend another 40 years mm. here. I mm-hmm. mean, I, so I just, I, I was immersed in the, you know, and in, in that community so much and just deep, deep roots. And, uh, and so that's, that's what led me up to, yeah. up to this point. So a year ago, I'm thinking, hey, this is, you know, this is, this is it. This yeah. is where we're at. And then I started to sense transition. That, that's how you got to this point of transition. But yeah. I do, I want you to talk about one thing real quick in this, yeah. because I think it's so important, uh, People freak out. I freak out. I won't talk about our friends who are listening. I freak out when I think God has told me to go somewhere and the road turns. When you think Seattle and it's eight miles down the road. When you think you're in at 12 Stone or in that area for the rest of your life and a new path comes. Can you just talk for a minute about... New path being cross point, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and can you just talk for a yeah. minute about how can both those things be true? Because I do think, I think, yeah. God can say, Seattle. Right. And you go, okay, Seattle, here we go, here we go. And then he always meant for you to turn before that, but that right. was part of the path. Right. So when I think about that that call to Seattle, I don't know that it was as much a call to a specific place mm. as it was a surrender to God. I'll go wherever. Right. Because I think, I think sometimes we... At least I know. I, I want to know. I want to know long term. I want to mm-hmm. know what the picture looks mm-hmm. like. But it was just more surrender to God. And I think it was a surrender to Seattle in that moment that opened up the opportunity right. eight miles down the road. That's right. It. That's the thing. And so, so here we are. I've you know I've been at Twelve Stone for a long time. I had a I had a commitment there that I would be there for a certain amount of time because we built a building and I didn't mm-hmm. you know so. I made a commitment this summer was on the end of that commitment. And I didn't know oh what was going to happen at the end of that commitment. Yeah. I didn't know if the church had plans for me. I didn't know what God, I didn't know what God's plans were. So really, I'm at a place that when I say transition, it was like, God, what do you what do you want me to do? Yeah. And so I I was still thinking that, man, it would be somewhere that I was familiar with. Yeah. I think that happens a lot, too, when people have breakups or lose jobs or change cities where they think, I, th- I thought I was going to live in Marietta. Until I died. And you have to live like that is true until God changes your path. That's right. In order for us to, to make a difference where we're at, mm-hmm. we have to be committed where we're at. If we're constantly looking to the future, we're constantly looking to the next, we miss the now and the yeah. moment. And so I look at it was that commitment and that was that faithfulness. And mm-hmm. I think God God blesses faithfulness. Yeah. And so so when I go campus pastor for for ten years, you yeah. know, that was the calling then. 
But when I started getting to the end of that, I'm going, okay, God, I knew there was a next. Yeah, okay. We were we were sitting in a— uh, Had in you a, ever thought about moving to Nashville? Never thought about moving to Nashville. Yeah, me neither. So, so really, I mean, I've been there for vacation. Great sure. place for vacation. I just never imagined vocation, right? Sure. I never imagined that, okay, I'm going to live there and have a job. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But, the um, Lord's like, I got to switch a vowel. Hang on. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so so it, was, it, it was one of those things that when I started to sense, like, okay, God, you're, you're calling us to something new. Um, what did that feel like on okay. your— yeah, so I I was at a staff meeting and uh, and the pastor was talking about taking care of our souls and soul soul care and he was talking about some of the transitions that had happened in church leadership and he mentioned a transition that happened in, at Crosspoint and so he's mm-hmm. like you know we got to take care of our souls if we want to go the distance. It was at that point that a guy leaned over and he tapped me on the knee and he said, "Man, hey, they need a pastor." And so when he said that, he was saying it just as a joke, right? Yeah. But but at that moment, I was like, huh? And I just kind of filed it, filed it away. Yeah. Well, that week it was Catalyst. Yeah. And so it was October 6th. Tyler Reagan. Tyler Reagan, right? Yeah. And uh, and so I was sitting by myself at Catalyst, and the team was up. I was sitting by myself, and I'm, <laughs> Andy Stanley had finished the first talk, and they went into worship. And after that talk, I just felt I had moved from wondering about the future to worrying about the future. Mm-hmm. So I found that it was like eating up all of my mental real estate. Like, yeah. okay, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And I mean, what's the next for me? And that was a moment of surrender. Um, surrender, say, God, I'm not going to let this dominate my life and my disposition sure. and the way I'm going to, I'm going to surrender to you. And it was, and, and in that moment, it was like, God, I'll go anywhere. I'll do whatever. And it was a messy surrender, right? I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm wiping my face, you know, <laughs> there's a, I'm on my knees. And it was like one of those things where I think what God wanted to know is, will you, will you just give, will you trust me? Yeah. Like, will yeah, you just yeah. give it to me? And it's, I think getting on your knees is more powerful than people realize. I do. I, because I think it makes a statement, you know, a lot of times our to postures you, to me, as right? Else. right. Yeah, well, the, me the girl next to me is going, what's wrong with this guy, <laughs> right? Like, this 12 stone guy. <laughs> is a mess. <laughs> so, yeah, but re- I mean, to me, when I feel like the next right thing for me to do is get on my knees at my house, at church, whatever, it is 48% about God and 52% about me. That's right. About me going like, yeah. Annie, look at what you're supposed to be. You know, like, this is to remind yourself that you're surrendering. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. so it was a, it was a surrender to I don't know what. Yeah. And then uh, throughout the fall, but start, you're not even thinking about Crosspoint uh, as not, far as like poor poor Crosspoint. No, right. And and so I start praying for Crosspoint. Like at that point, I start praying for Crosspoint because they didn't have Crosspoint didn't have a pastor, and I you know so I should it. line up all the single guys and start praying <laughs> for their wives. <laughs> and they'll go and Laurel, you're the answer to your own prayer, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I am I am praying um and I think it was because Rain and Zach are in Nashville mm. and I knew that if they, I knew you know they were looking for a church or I knew that if they were going to find a church I put it that way it'd be a church a lot like Crosspoint. Yeah. And so I wanted Crosspoint to have a pastor for that but I'm just praying and I and I know just being a pastor for you know 16 years, I know what happens when a church doesn't have a pastor. Yeah. And so starting to pray, like, God, for the people of Crosspoint, mm-hmm. would you remember? And it wasn't like every day, every week. It was right. like once a month. Right, you know, when it I'm, came to your mind. comes to my mind. Did you I'm ever thinking, think that I was here? Did that ever cross your mind? Well, yes, because, you know, because I'd see things on social media and oh, I would sure, I'd follow sure, sure. along. And so there was a, that, that was really a like, relational oh, yeah, connection. to. Like, but other yeah. than that, I didn't really know, right. you know people at Crosspoint and uh, I knew Annie. That's right. So, um, That's all you got, brother. So uh, then we get around the beginning of the year and this is where it gets a little weird. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, it's where it gets great. Okay. this <laughs> I kind of have my morning rhythm and I go down to the basement and I have a study and I have a big you know, uh, dry erase wall down in the basement and I just write out things that I'm praying and I started to sense and I write it in Evernote and I started to sense God was calling me to Crosspoint. Yeah. Now, this 
this messed with me because I knew all that that would require, yeah. right? And so I wrestled with it. And I actually, in my, uh, it was February, I started to write, I started just journal things down. I didn't even tell Ree. In January, I'm, I'm writing things down. And I wrote, um, I wrote God, um, that's a big door. And I, I wrote, I'm not going to knock on that door. God, mm. you'll have to send them here to get me. Mm. But, um, and so that was just kind of, that was an honest prayer. Meanwhile, th- can I tell you what yeah. we're praying here? Because I think that'll be really interesting to people. What we are, because I um, originally was on a team to help hire a new pastor. And what we were praying is for David in the field. Do you know that? That is what we were praying. We were asking God to show us David in the field because we didn't want, because there's a story in the Bible of when Samuel is going to pick the next king of Israel that God wants to make the king. He goes to Jesse and Jesse lines up all the brothers and none of them fit. And we kept meeting really good men who were lining up and we kept going, we need David in the field. We need David in the field. So while you're praying for us to find you, we're praying for us to find you too. So crazy. Isn't that crazy? It is. You know, and, and it just began to grow. You know, that that thing inside, like, ah, oh, that compelling sense that I'll go. And I was doing the, um, the He Reads Truth mm-hmm. uh, Lent study. Yeah. Right? Leading into uh, leading into Easter. And the we were going through Isaiah. And yeah, it got I to say, Isaiah, our people know a lot Isaiah about 6, it. right? Isaiah and so Church, Isaiah yeah. 6 was, here I am, send me. Mm. And and so I wrote in my journal that day, I wrote, um, God, here I am, send me. I said, um, I said, I don't know if I could do that cross point job. But God, you know if I could do that job. Mm. And I don't know if I have, I have what it takes. But God, you know if I have what it takes. And so if you believe I have what it takes, then have them come get me. Yeah. Here I am, send me. And so that was in my journal, right? But the crazy, I Aren't spelled, you glad you wrote all this down? I am. People would never believe I, never, you. Never. But but I spelled cross point wrong. I spelled <gasps> it with an E. So I had, I had no idea, right? I, I knew Annie with an E. Right? I knew it was there, but Man, I didn't know. Close <laughs> so, one. You almost got sent to the wrong place. <laughs> So, um, so at that point, well, then that's so funny that you spelled crazy? it wrong. I did spell Brilliant. it wrong, but that's 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 as much as I knew. Yeah, you know, I mean, of, that's just a, such a great part of the story. If you're like, I don't even know how to spell the place, I just feel called to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never Gosh. experienced a service there. Yeah, um, actually, the service where you introduced me—that was the first time I'd ever been to Cross Point on a Sunday, right? Really? Yeah, so, oh so I'm so I'm cool. in this I'm in this journey of of just. Carrying this burden, well, around the middle of March, I tell I tell my wife Ray, I say, Ray, I'm, you know, I feel like God's calling, calling me, calling us. I feel like He's calling us to go to Crosspoint. So we just kind of had conversation about that, but mm-hmm. really, her heart was in a place of surrender, and God had been working transition in us for for a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not not that we knew what the next was, but to get us to the place of surrender, because if it was a year before that. Two years before that, we were locked in. Yeah, I mean, we had our it, future yeah. already, you know, mapped out. And, and again, so, I want people to hear that that is the right way to live. You don't need to live like in any minute God could rip you out of what you're in. You need to be all in where He has you: relationship, job, church, ministry, city. Be all in and be faithful, and then let Him turn the page. And when He, and then at that moment, He, in His. In his tenderness, right? Mm. I mean, like a um, like a master gardener yeah. with their hands down. And then Reed just gave me this picture. She said, "Kevin, God has just lifted uh, us up out of the soil, right? Yeah. Carefully, Roots He hasn't ripped yeah, us up, right? Yeah. But he but he works over time, and he gets us to a place of yeah. So of y'all really, were there, yeah. So yeah, so we're in that place. Well, March uh, March nineteenth, um, I had a clip from a teaching that I taught. Uh, sometime earlier, and uh, and it was uh, taught about experience at Chipotle, and the clip started to do like get some traction on Facebook. Oh yeah, I had a guy. I was on the phone with a pastor in Texas last night. And he said, "Wait, your pastor's a Chipotle guy?" <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." 
<laughs> I, you know, it's crazy. It's one of those moments where you just, uh, f- you know, taught it and not having any idea. Our social media guy at the church, yeah. 12 Stone, took it, posted it up, and it just started to get traction. And, uh, and I prayed on March 19th. I said, God, I said, if you want to take that video and you want to use that to get somebody's attention out there, then then do that where they would ask me to come and speak. Because you hadn't reached out. I hadn't reached you out. You hadn't I, told anybody there, except re and like your tightest nobody. people. And there was a conviction that, that I wasn't to, mm. right? Because mm. that's that's how I would know, right? right? Because listen, I've been a pastor for um, for 16 years. I've never been approached about a senior pastor job. Yeah. Right? I've been approached about one or two other jobs. Right. But over the past even 10 years, I haven't even been. So there's ne- this is completely up, right? right? I am out at the pasture, right? Yeah. So, right. You're um, maybe the in the wilderness, right? Yeah. You know, and, and and so um, I prayed that on March nineteenth. On March twentieth, I uh, I was down the stage on Monday morning, mm. and I kind of the the Monday ministry hangover. That's you know, listen, I, I felt so, it. Right, you got it. I felt it last week. I was like, you guys. So I'm down in the study. You know, it's maybe nine o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, and I get a text from uh, from a friend named Zach, and he said, Hey, he said, I've got some friends that are at Crosspoint, and they want to talk with you about the about the senior pastor job. Are you interested? And I, I mean. Oh, and I just played it super cool. Yeah. I said, "Man, I love where I'm at. Love what I'm doing." But I mean, at that moment, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I mean, I said, how you didn't launch your no, phone across right. the room? Well, I ran upstairs. It. I ran upstairs and I showed it to Ree, and I was like, "She's like getting ready for the day." I'm like, "Ree, I'm like a little kid on Christmas morning, right. except I'm running up the stairs." You know, right. I'm like, "Ree, you got to see this." And it just, it was one of those moments where, like, okay, God's moving. Mm. Well, so I, uh, so I played off super cool. I said, but if they want to have a conversation, I'm willing to see yeah, what yeah, God's yeah. into. Because it was early on that God pressed in, Kevin, you're not supposed to tell them. Don't yeah. tell them about the journals. Yeah. Don't tell them about any of the backstory. Yeah. Um, they have to choose you. Yeah. Right. Because I didn't want to manipulate the process. Gosh, right. God. You know, because I'm like, if I tell them all the, if I play the God card, mm-hmm. right, then it's like, but if I go, okay, we're just going to trust that if God's in this, they'll choose me too. Well, I had a conversation with one guy on staff. He called me the next day. We started talking and it was clear. It went from an interview to like an encounter. You know, those moments in a phone conversation where you're like, okay, God's. Guys, where I had a chance to pray for him, and he was just like, "Man, yeah." Where all of a sudden this friendship or this conversation goes to like, "Oh, this is about God," <laughs> and like he's shown up and has something for us here. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. does. You could just sense yeah. God's presence in the call, and then and not even about the job necessarily. No, no, it was about this this pastor, just this the, yeah. and his life, and him. yeah, so, okay. So, uh, uh, he, at any point, did you start going? This may fall apart. This may not work. No, no, you knew it. I know. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I knew. And, and, and so when they called, when he said, hey, we would like to meet with you in Chattanooga um, with our search team, would you be interested? I said, yeah. Which they then kicked me off of, <laughs> <They're> <laughs> understandably. <laughs> so I'm meeting with the with the search team minus Annie. And, yeah. uh, and no, so, I'm just kidding. They kicked me off before that. But. <laughs> well, I'm, well, so I'm, I'm, I'm at a restaurant up in Chattanooga with them. Oh, that Wednesday before I went up, I had a conversation at 12 Stone about a future opportunity there. Mm. And so the day that I'm going up to meet with Chattanooga, I hear an opportunity. In the, and it was, I called Ree after I found out about that opportunity. I said, Ree, do I need to even go and meet with the people at Chattanooga? Yeah. Because, like, this is a dream job. Right. Dream church. You know, dream location. family. Dream location. Yeah. Dream family. Situation. My brother's building a house next door to me. And so mm-hmm. I'm going, yes. I so, did not know that. Your brother's yeah. literally building the house next door yeah, well, to the house yes, you don't own that I don't own anymore. <gasps> but crazy, crazy things. So... He actually wasn't able to build the house, but he, he didn't tell me that he wasn't able to build the house until I told him that I'd accepted the job at Crosspoint. Uh-uh. 
He said, I didn't want to tell you, what but a little the brother. soil testings didn't come back. And I was like, well, I didn't want to tell you, but I'm moving to Nashville. So that even, but it was like yeah. all these things God wanted to say, will you trust me? Yeah. Are you willing to choose what I have for you more than, than this dream that you already have? Will you trust me with a new dream? Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I went out, ended up, Reese said, you need to go to Nashville, mm-hmm. right? You, I mean, you need to go to Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Because that's uh, Midway, just for people who live in Seattle, right. but the Seattle yes. people who didn't get you as a pastor. <laughs> so it was, Chattanooga's midway between Nashville and where oh, you are in Atlanta. And so she said, God's moving. You need to go. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there, had a conversation with them. It was it was just clear from the conversation. We need to keep taking next steps. Well, they said, let's put it on hold till after Easter. And uh, and so that was like maybe wait two weeks. Yeah. Well, after Easter, <laughs> the that Sunday— um, at like eight o'clock, like right after Easter services, they call. Right, so 8 I'm like, PM. yeah, I'm like, they showed their hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God showed me His hand a long time ago. That's right. Across what you showed there. So, <laughs> oh, so they great. said, can you come up here and meet? And uh, what were those two weeks like for you though? Because you say two weeks real yeah, casually, yeah. and that's like 15 days. Well, I, I mean, ran that's a, I ran a marathon, right? Well, sure so you yeah, did. Right, right I ran a middle. marathon, right? And uh, right after I met with them, and then I had spring break, okay. and so those were the. Those were the two weeks. So a were lot of times. Were you just asking process. God? Yeah. Were you? I mean, you're sitting down to pray and you're going, God, I know I'm not going to hear anything till Easter, but this is right. Or yeah. God, prepare me for what's happening. Like, what are you saying? I'm playing games with the kids. I'm like, would you rather move to Orlando or Nashville? <laughs> They're like, Nashville. I'm like, like, would you rather move to Seattle or Nashville? They're like, Nashville. I mean, like, they didn't see it then, but I'm yeah, playing yeah, yeah. seeds because yeah, I just yeah, yeah. knew. And so Rhea and I began, that's when we began to dream toward, toward yeah, Nashville. Yeah. And, um, Even though you hadn't gotten the yes. I had already gotten that. You had, I know. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even if Crosspoint didn't choose me, I knew that I was being faithful to what God had called me to do. And this doesn't happen with every decision. It's like this didn't happen when we were trying to find a house. I mean, God provided, but mm. but it, it it's rare that things are this clear, but when they are. Yeah, they really are. They really are. Yeah. So, and I really believe that there's something super spiritual. I mean, when it is when it is the fall, we buy sweaters and jackets for the winter. Even though we don't see the winter, right. we know it is coming. We just and we're so good at preparing for seasons in the physical, but we won't prepare for seasons in the spiritual because we mm. don't want to look dumb. Mm. And so I love hearing you go like, no, we just started talking about Nashville because the next season was Nashville. Yes. And we just lived like winter was coming or summer was coming or whatever because we knew the next season. And when you get that word, right, and I believe that God speaks and I believe that there are providential circumstances mm-hmm. and I believe that he reinforces through his word and I believe that, that there are other things that just continue to affirm and line up and, you know, spirit of God stirs back and you go, okay, this is, and then you get you know, words from other people, encouragement from other people yeah. that lines up and you just, you begin to, all these things begin to build, right? And, and are you writing everything down as you go? Everything down, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so Evernote, has been like my yeah. archive, you yeah, know, my history sure. with God. I'm so grateful that that uh, that re helped make me disciplined yeah. like <laughs> ten years ago, you know, <laughs> and uh, and really to to begin to journal these things. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about our amazing partner, Indeed. Whenever we're hiring here at Downs Books, Inc. or at the That Sounds Fun Network, we hire using Indeed. And we've always found the right person for our team. They are the experts at helping us find the best fit for the roles we want to build our companies with. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Hiring can be a challenge, but Indeed helps you rise to that challenge. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description. The 
moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Plus, what's even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. The offer is good for a limited time, so claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes or in Friday's AFD Week in Review. So be sure to check those out. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Raycon. Do you have any fun trips planned this summer? You know that our staff has been on Staff Sabbath. I am out doing a little bit of traveling. But even if you're not going on any vacations, summer is still all about a vacation state of mind, correct? Staycations forever. Whether I want to listen to Lady A or Davy Flowers or Drew Holcomb on repeat, or if I'm listening to a podcast on the go, I love popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds and having a good soundtrack to my summer. Raycons are the best way to listen. If you're using them at the gym or have them in while you're getting things done around the house, you can use their earbud tap function and toggle between three customizable sound profiles and noise isolation and awareness mode. Yes and amen. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime series. Seriously, they last so long. And you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. And they start at half the price of the other premium audio brands, but they sound just as great. Plus, Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really cannot lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, my friends can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash that sounds fun to save 15% on your Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun. Okay, now back to our Hall of Fun conversation with Pastor Kevin. Okay, so Easter night. Easter night. Somebody so they say, you. hey, can you come meet? Can you meet? tell me can who you calls you? Matt Warren. Matt Warren. Yeah. What a hero. Our yeah. campus pastor because, currently so for the Nashville right. campus. So he calls and says, can you can you come up to Nashville? Well, at this point, I'm like, yeah, but we look at our next three weeks. We didn't have any time except that week, mm. a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Well, it just so happened that everything aligned so that they're bored and so that the elders just happened to be in town. That So was able to, to come up and meet that Tuesday and Wednesday, meet with everybody. Mm. And even in those conversations, you you just you sense connection, right? It felt like family, you know, and even and for uh, for Re in her conversations and for both of us with some of the other. Because they yeah, met with they, Re as well, which is great. They did. I, I think just, all churches do that, but I still highly respect it. That if anybody's coming on staff and they have a spouse, it should be. Everybody should be talked to. And I had a moment where they're asking re questions, where she's answering their questions with just a a, a sense of uh, boldness and courage, and um, where I'm just like, "That's my girl." I mean, it yeah. was like it was it was as if God's hand on this whole thing. I was able to see her in a new light, in a new mm. yeah giftings and callings right come yeah. together and so that was special for both of us well here's the cool thing happened we were um she when we were driving up she was like you know what i would love to to meet uh 
if I got a chance in Nashville to re- meet uh, Rachel and Amanda from She Reads Truth, because that's been such a big part of her journey. Yeah. She's like, I'd love to just tell them thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, one of our meetings just happened to be at Pinewood Social, this cool place, like with a bowling alley and like with a right. you know, breakfast shop, just super cool place. We go in, and as we're walking together, we walk by a table, and she goes, there was Amanda and Rachel <laughs> sitting at the table. <laughs> and, and I was like, you better go over there. Yeah, right? serious. You the go. Lord put them in here. She did. Yeah. And, and, you know, so here's what I say. It was just even the little things like that mm. that God did just to give glimmers and reflections of, okay, my hand yeah. is in this for both of but us. But there right? is a moment where y'all had to say, hey, God, I'd love to see Amanda and Rachel. Right. Hey, God, you know, so I think sometimes I think that these little glimmers that I want are stupid. And then the Lord goes, or you could just ask me. And if I can do it, I can do it. Yeah. If there's not traffic, I can get them there. Right. right? You know. And, and so she had to say that to God and she had to say that to you. She had to have a person that she went, I'm willing to say this little bit, tiny, crazy thing out loud. What are the chances that at the same time, on the same day in the same restaurant, 35 miles from their office? Right. Y'all yes. would be. Yes. You know? and, it, and I think for those things, if it matters to us, it matters to God. Mm. I think those are just those like sticky note moments that God just goes... I have you. Yeah. And uh, and so we just, we had enough of those when we met up here. We drove back. We're like, okay, this, but they still had to choose us. They said, hey, we, we want to interview a couple more people just for uh, for due process, right? Yeah. And, oh, and, were and you it, dying? No. no. no here's what not. I said. Jeez, I, you're so much more said. faithful to me. I was, I was like, I was like, interview everybody. I was like, have all the conversations. So I was yeah. like, because I really wanted them to. To know what you knew. To know what I knew and to, and to choose me. So I, and <laughs> I didn't want to manipulate the process at all because I needed to know mm. that they were choosing me, right? Yeah. And uh, and so we ended up. Um, oh, crazy! Some crazy stuff happened. Um, so on Easter weekend, uh, on that Saturday, I like that you're acting like yeah. now's when the crazy <laughs> right. stuff starts. Like the rest of the story is super normal for everybody. <laughs> so on Easter weekend, my dad pulls our family. We have to do brunch. Like as a pastor, you have to do brunch on Saturday. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. So we get everybody together. Because you had 94 services <laughs> right, on Sunday. We did. Yeah. And my, my dad said, hey, I want to show you a painting. And so my dad pulls this painting out and shows us a painting. He said, back in November, I had a dream three nights in a row. And my dad's an engineer. This is like my my dad an inventor, you, if you inventor. Will. Yeah, you know you know the bridge down in Atlanta that goes bump bump bump. Oh right? yeah, that that's the bridge that my dad uh, was the project manager for back in the eighties. Oh so my like gosh. so every time I don't know if it's good that it goes bump bump bump, but that, it may have been it may but be broken. Know. Right, that was, that was actually the bridge the Peabot Bridge that burned down. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. one of those sections. My dad did that. My dad didn't burn it down. That no, wasn't no, no. my dad. No, my dad, my dad did that. My dad built the we bridge. Have that recorded. <laughs> so my dad's this engineer, but he had this dream three nights in a row, and he he has this dream painted from an artist friend of, of our family and he's showing it to the family and he's like let me walk you through the dream and down in the bottom corner i wish i wish i could you know put it up for you but he had the, the there were 12 stones and then there was a bridge that wasn't finished and then he uh, he said he said he and my mom walked across that bridge left the 12 stones walked across the bridge and they were walking up these stairs to this huge temple looking structure mm-hmm. he said there was a there was an ark um like the Noah art. Yeah. And then there was a cross. And he said that I ran up to them and uh, and with tearful, you know, kind of weeping goodbye, I said, I got to go. Yeah. And I ran down to a baptismal and started baptizing people. He said there was rain coming down over the baptismal. And uh, and he said, uh, he said, I had the same dream. He said, I've never had a dream three nights in a row. Right. I've had never to, had a dream right. three nights in a row. Have you? <laughs> no, never. No, I never and have so, either. He, and it, this is back in November before any of this happened. Right. And uh, and I, it's a tearful goodbye. He said, I ran back down that baptismal. Well, the crazy thing, he shows us this, he shows us this, uh, this painting. And the baptismal, when I look at the baptismal in the painting, it's the, it's this wooden baptismal, right? Blue inside, wooden on the outside, kind of distressed wood. 
And uh, and I look up online what you know the cross point, but it's the same baptismal oh as cross point, right? Yeah. And so so I'm like, this was back in November, November. that he had the dream. And so I'm looking at this in the moment. Well, I said, Dad, somebody's going to give you a word from this for this painting. Mm. They have I said, somebody's going to see it, and they're going to go, okay, this is what that means. In their small group, they lead, they lead a young married small group yeah. from the church that I'm a pastor right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at 12 Stone at that time. They, uh, they're they leading the small group, and a girl in the small group, Dad shows the painting. He said, I got this painting. Well, a girl comes up, and she says, the rain over, over Kevin, that means change. Mm-mm. That means change is coming. A girl that said there so like, what in the world? Yeah. What what universe? I mean, it was right. like the universe was conspiring, right, yeah, to get right. us to Nashville. Right. And so then I, and that still wasn't enough. And right. so I'm still going, God, I need confirmation. I need yeah, affirmation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's Easter Day before they call you yeah, Easter night it. or the day before. Right. And so, just for our friends who are listening, a baptismal is the pool that people get into when they get baptized at church. A lot of in a lot of older churches, it's a pool that's part it's built in. Yeah. At Cross Point, we wheel it onto the stage. It's a massive pool. They wheel it on the stage and fill it with water. Yes. And by the evening service, it's crusty. Well, Those well, people who get baptized at night. Well, last week after you rest. taught, there was a guy that came up to me and said, I want to get baptized. He said, Yes. Uh-uh. He said, I want to get baptized. He said, can, can I be baptized next week? He said, I just moved here from Charlotte. He said, God's working in my life, doing a new thing. Can I be baptized? And uh, and so I, I was like, well, I'm kind of new here. I don't know. <laughs> yes, we can. So I connected him with with one of the other pastors there. And uh, and he said, uh, he said, well, can I be baptized? And th- can I be baptized in the river? Next week, so I'm like, Drew, Drew was like, "You might want to be bad, be careful being baptized in the Cumberland." Serious, the Cumberland is but, not. The but cleanest. that was after the teacher. I didn't even get to tell you that. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, that's, really so that's sweet. cool. Um, okay, so the baptism. So at oh, yeah. this point, you're like, but I'm still like, God, I need more confirmation, affirmation. Like before I give the, you know, before you give what, what, what were you? I mean, because yeah. they have to offer you the they job have to before offer, you. But tell. I already, I already knew. Yeah. I mean, they hadn't offered yet, but I already, I already knew. Well, yeah. I, on the on April 20th, I get a text from a lady who I've known, who I haven't gotten a text from, had no record of text. Uh, she's kind of a friend. Um, her name's Julie. She sends me a text, and she basically says, um, she says, Kevin, um, just want, want to let you know you're on God's heart and God's mind today. Mm. Um, you will get where you want to go. I see you straddling, one foot on the sand, one foot Dude. in the water. You will either walk on water or he'll teach you how to swim. Your loss for passion for old things is not dis- disobedience. It's in preparation for the new. Oh, I mean, just gosh. random text. So I'm like, so I pick up the phone. I, uh, but you call I, her. Well, well, at first I text her. I go, that's that's an interesting word. Right? <laughs> you play it so cool. So Dude, cool. you're the worst. <laughs> How many times have I sent a text to a dude and he's like, yeah, that sounds good. And he's yeah, freaking out. Yeah, oh, I'll am. never know. And so I call her. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, Julie, can you tell me a little bit more? And she just begins to just unpack that. She said she was going on a mission trip. And to get ready for the mission trip, she was fasting. Yeah. And she said, what I'm fasting from today is withholding. She said, normally when God tells me something, like that, I just pray it. Yeah, but I'm withhold. I'm fasting from withholding, so I'm going to share it. I'm like, Phew. and so then she sends me. Uh, it was April 20th. I know that because she sends me uh, Romans 4:20, mm. right? Which that was the verse that you shared about plunging into the promises of God, yes. right? That you shared. Yes. Back. So like even like all these scriptures, when I said, God's speaking all, all over the place, right? right. And uh, and so that was an important process because it talks about Abraham's faith to take that step fully persuaded yeah so then we get this uh we get this we get a call from uh from cross point they say hey we uh we, you know we've we've met with these other people and uh and we want to they suck <laughs> and you don't <laughs> I, and i'm, I'm like, and are you sure friends with are you are you sure <laughs> right and uh and so a- after that i mean it's just been 
it's been in, an incredible season of, uh, of transition. And God's did you say favorite. yes right away or did you wait? Um, I did wait. I yeah. said I need a week to do due diligence. Yeah. And, uh, and that was more um, – and that was more me just finding out more about Crosspoint questions mm-hmm. I couldn't ask, I couldn't have asked in the interview process, yeah, and yeah. Um, and so drove I had, drove up had a couple conversations. I just I still knew, but I just needed um, a little little more time. Yeah, because um, I think there's a an interesting thing you're teaching us is there's a real there's a real wisdom moment, and even when you know, be wise. Yeah, even when you knowing what God is saying doesn't mean you jump in with both feet. Knowing what God is saying means you walk toward that with wisdom. And, and I think also honoring the church that I was at, For honoring sure. 12 Stone. Which you've done, I think you've done really beautifully. I think Crosspoint has done an incredible job. What yeah, happened on social, so medias, me, social medias, social medias, yeah, that's welcome, not a word. Welcome to the yeah. internet. Yeah, there you <laughs> is your first time using it? <laughs> that's right. This Wi-Fi the thing. The socials. <laughs> so, so um, but even just to see the way that, uh, that the churches have... It's like they've become friends, the churches. (laughs) It's like the buildings like each other. (laughs) It's really, I mean, because I, when I posted that you were coming, I, probably because I'm from Georgia, but I had so many 12 stone people. And I've said this to you, but it's been beautiful to watch the 12 stone people hold their grief and their joy at the same time. The ones that have talked to me, so I don't know about all of them, but the ones that have talked to me have been, have done a really beautiful balancing job of going like, we are sad to see him go and congratulations. And I, you know, and it's just beautiful to, that they've been taught. That says a lot about y'all, your senior pastor and y'all as pastors of the churches, the, those campuses, that they've been taught that joy and pain can coexist. Mm. And it was in the way that, that they, that they sent us out, mm. you know, it wasn't a leaving, it was a, it was ascending. And um, so it, it took a long time. I realized it took a long time at Crosspoint, took a long time for Rhea and I, yeah. and for our family, but it was, uh. It's just been uh, a remarkable journey of just God's God's goes, and it's still happening. I yeah. mean, we're still seeing God God move, yeah. and uh, and and each step when we need something, He's just He's provided. And, uh, you so, know, and yesterday when Ree and I were getting coffee, we met a guy who goes to Crosspoint. I told you about him, and he when he said there was a group of men praying that we would have a, know our pastor by the end of 2016, and then that's when you started to know. I went like. Oh my gosh! God's been doing it on both sides of the borderline. I, I had a girl come up to me on on Sunday after uh, after service. She came up after the last service and she said, "Kevin," she said, "My name's Erica," and uh, and she said, um, and she was like shaking. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. "Okay, she's she's nervous." She said, I, "I my mom goes to Twelve Stone. I used to go to Twelve Stone. I've been here two years, and uh, and when we knew we needed a pastor here, we both started praying that you would come here as <gasps> pastor." No. She said, "I've written you a letter, and I've written Rhea a letter, and I think she was shaking because she fe- she thought I caused all this." <laughs> I'm really sorry. Oh, this is right. <laughs> yeah. So we thought it was our prayers. It was yeah, Erica's yeah, it was Erica. prayers. Erica and her mama. <laughs> Erica, I'd like to thank Erica and her mama for yeah. working this out. So, uh, so that it's been things like that that God has just continued to. He's been so kind and continued to mm. affirm because this is this is big for us. I mean, yeah, because I think it's you need to. I need. I know you're really humble about this and quiet about this, but you need to talk about the loss because yeah. y'all are giving up everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to have um, both sets of grandparents, you know, five miles from the house, um, they go over and have, we, we would have family dinner ever, family lunch on Sundays at my, uh, at my in-law's house, 18, you know, cousins yeah. all together. And that was every single every Sunday. Sunday. My wife has a twin sister, you know, Zoe, so an identical twin, and they are together every single day. Mm-hmm. And they work out together every day. And so, and I look at, I'm like, Rhea's the hero. I 
I mean, so to leave her her twin where where they've never done life ever. apart ever. Yeah. I mean, they're forty years old and they've never done life done life apart, and uh, and so I see the sacrifices that she's making and it and inspires me. And we know there's going to be hard days and we know there's going to be challenges, but but I believe that that God's grace that we've seen. I don't think it has to stop. Yeah, and, and maybe I'm just an eternal optimist, but I don't I don't think it. I don't think. I don't think it has to stop. I think we can walk in the spirit yeah. and that that we can continue to have eyes to see what God's doing. I mean yeah. like even even today I'm at Smoothie King and I'm getting a getting a smoothie and getting a smoothie for the boys cuz I had to um, wait at the bank for a long time to set up an account and uh, and so I was rewarding myself yeah. for for purgatory and so I, <laughs> I'm waiting in line I see this girl in a car in front of us and uh, and she's just she's just weeping. And I just knew you know you know like that moment like uh. okay so I go up and I I, I get out of my car I'm in the drive <laughs> Oh my gosh! And so I say, "Are you?" You know, I say, "Are you? Uh, are you okay?" And she said, "I'm just having a really hard morning." I said, "Can I pray with you?" And uh, and she had a cross kind of hanging from her. Uh. And so reach over, grab her hand, and we just pray. And even like that, that moment, it was like, okay, that was a setup, right? Mm. God said, "I prepared good works for you in advance. Like I've got you set up. Are you going right. to take them?" And you know, uh, we prayed, and I said, "I said, hey, do you uh, do you have a church home?" She said, "Yeah." And she told me, you know, to my church Bethel. And so, so I said, yeah. "Man, that's I said, that's great. That's the second time I've heard of that church. You know, because I'm inviting everybody across." <laughs> That's the second time I've heard that, that church. It you know, sounds like it's a great church. Yeah. I hope you have a great day. Get back to the yeah. car. And my son, Durham, you know, who's 10, he said, Dad, did, did the Spirit tell you to go? You know, go. So, he's like, so he's, cute, he's, too. He's, they're yeah. both cute. So they're seeing, they're, they're seeing this. And I think there's Gosh. something about, I'm like, God, I don't want to stop living on mission. Yeah. Right? I right. dropped off the U-Haul trailer yesterday at, uh, at Tito's. It's, it was down in a— uh, in an interesting part of town, but it was, I, I drop off the U-Haul trailer at Tito's uh, Seafood Market, yeah. right? And they also have a U-Haul <laughs> like right. attached to it. Exactly you know what it is? About, yeah. So I'm dropping it off and, uh, and I walk in and, and, and I'm talking with uh, talking with Tito and I keep calling him Tito and he said, um, my name is Ayaz. And, uh, and he said, I just came up with the name Tito. So <laughs> I thought that's brilliant. But he's telling me about his dream to have a gas station there mm. and, and just, just be able to say, hey, I want to pray for you and I'm going to pray that you have this gas. And you could just see him see him light up and I'm like God I don't want to stop yeah. like I don't want to stop uh, walking would you continue right to open up and I think they're all around us I think that's what it means the kingdom of God is at hand that God is moving at all times mm. but I think sometimes we get so locked into our little kingdoms that we miss the big picture so uh, so it's been an amazing um Three days in Nashville so far, right? <laughs> so far. You got out of your car to drive through. That's right. And Tito doesn't have his real name. Um, tell me what you know about God that you didn't know a year ago. Because, mm. you know, so many of our friends that listen, we, the beautiful thing about this podcast is a lot of people listen who think the way I think and a lot of people listen who don't think the way I think. And so I would love to know what you know about a God that is real and that we love that you didn't know a year ago. That, that prayer is the most effective force on the planet. It is the most powerful and effective force on the planet. I think before I would say that I thought that, but now I know that. Mm. Like I believe that it is the it's the most important thing that we can do. Yeah. And it's not that we get God on our agenda. It's how we discover his agenda and how we get on on his agenda. And so I, I had mental assent to those things, but I know it experientially in a way that where now prayer is not a last resort. It's the first, it's the first priority. You know, we're faced with a need stop. because I think just as prayer is what, what God has used to get us here mm. in Nashville, 
prayer is going to be what God uses to get us cross point there to where he might. So then you imagine, okay, what if what if we're all doing that? What if we're all experiencing this life of prayer and following God's lead and praying for other people and seeing those same kind of breakthroughs in all of our lives? Yeah. That That's what stirs in me. Yeah. And a, a guy named Ian Bounds um, has, yeah, he, uh, he, he was from Washington, Georgia. Oh, come on. And uh, and Ian Bounds, he wrote these the exhaustive books on on prayer, and so his writing has God's used that in this season to to really help can me. Can you order them off Amazon? Yeah, yeah, you can get uh, the compilation of his. There's, I was gonna say, is there one we should order? Yeah, is there one that stands out? There's a a, a book called. Um, I believe it's called Treasury of Prayer by Leonard Ravenhill. Okay. That is a compilation of the best parts of oh, Bounds' great. writings. Yeah. That's so. exactly how I want to read good. it. Yeah. You got it. That's right. He whittles it down <laughs> to 200 pages. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You know, I am kind of, I have five things I'm kind of praying for for 40 ish days. And this morning, I, it fits with what you're saying because this morning when I was going through it, I just felt like the Lord went like, you know, I'm, on, I'm taking care of this. This is about me getting you ready for these five things. We're not changing anything. The plan's going. You're in. Like, it was very, like, the Lord was really clear of, like, I don't need you to beg me to turn these ships. They're turned. You just got to get the sails ready. I need you. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is going to be terrible. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> I thought, oh, oh this is going to hurt. This, uh, you just turned this into a workout yeah. instead of me, you being a genie. Yeah. Now you're my weight instructor, my workout instructor. I don't feel, it's, I wouldn't feel that. But, it's training season. But that's yeah. it for prayer, right? It's yeah. prayer is, it is partly and a good partly, God, I need you to see this and I need us to talk about this and I need some things to change. And then the other part is, God, I need to change. Can we talk a little bit about what prayer looks like for me and what I've what I've learned in this, in this season? To, yeah. So so I start out with 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 scripture because scripture helps me pray God's word back to him. And, and the reality with he is, reads truth or what do you do? Right. So, you flip so it open and most I'll go through he reads truth. Read yeah. us, she reads truth, now do he reads truth. And so it gives us it's a kind adorable. of a, a way to have a conversation right throughout the day yeah. or we, we see something that we're like, ah oh, didn't and so that's that's the first. We didn't always do that, and we sure. don't do we don't sit across the table and do that together. I mean, right. while I'm holding her hand, Real I mean, life, we, right. right? I'm yeah. down in the basement. She's upstairs. But then you know, it gives us a, a common point. Yeah. And then uh, and the, accountability probably and because account- the dude does, that right? I live with is keeping up with she reach, if he reads truth. I better keep up with she reads truth. That's right. Yeah. And and then I I always I pray Jesus teach me how to pray because mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Right. right? I, and, and so I feel like a kindergartner when it comes to prayer, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, teach me how to pray. That was a disciple. That's what they asked. They could ask mm-hmm. for anything, but they were mm-hmm. like, teach me how to pray. And, and he is. He's teaching me. He's faithful to teach me because I'll start out with kind of some gratitude. So I do something called first and ten. Well, I'll write down ten things that I'm thankful for. Every day. Every or day, every day you sit Every down. day. So yeah. I go back through the day before. In the morning, I go back through the day before and just make a list of ten. Sometimes I hit ten. Sometimes I hit seven. Sometimes I hit five and I'm ready to study, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it helps put me in a position of I don't, I don't deserve anything right, right? right. And, and then it, it fights when when those good things in my life are turned back to praise it battles against entitlement Come and on. I have this like entitlement spirit that if I'm not diligent in fighting against it I'll think I deserve something. Mm. So, so all those things become, and they, and they can be. It can be, man. That was an incredible couple tacos at Bar Taco, right? right. I mean, something is. It does is, not it, take much. It doesn't. But just going, I oh, know. that 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 was a gift. God, and we thank should you for always that. thank God for Bar Taco. Like, that <laughs> every, place every day is the business. I love it. <laughs> so Give good. me a shrimp taco. It's good. Such a happy Do woman. you know they have like a uh, like a little hidden menu? They have a special taco that's not on the. It's like a secret taco. Well, excuse you for yeah. being here three days <laughs> and you know more than <laughs> me. How'd you figure that out? I just know things. Okay. 
okay, but, okay. Yeah. The Lord told you. <laughs> but no, no. I think his name was um, his name was John. He was one of the waiters. But um, but yeah. So you just have order find out okay. what the secret taco is. Okay. Just help him. Thank you. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to share about another amazing partner, Brooklyn. And whether you're a hot sleeper or just like sleeping where it's nice and cool after being in the summer heat, Brooklyn is here to help you swap out winter warmth for easy breezy comfort with their award-winning sheets and home essentials, y'all. I love my Brooklyn and sheets. I have three sets that I am always rotating through and they are so soft and comfortable. In fact, I left for tour in June with dirty sheets and my friend that helps me in my house, she came and changed them for my sister to stay at my house. And then when I got home from tour, we put on the third set of clean sheets. It was very helpful is what I'm saying. It is very helpful. When you're tired and ready for bed, is there anything better than climbing into your own bed with the softest sheets you can find? Brooklyn's mission is to provide their customers with hotel quality luxury bedding delivered directly to your door at a fair price. And they're winning at it. If you've never tried Brooklyn in, their best selling Lux Satin Sheets are the perfect place to start. They have an irresistibly soft feel and buttery smooth finish, y'all. You have got to try them. Listen, you need multiple sets so when people stay with you, you also get clean sheets, okay? Brooklyn is the perfect way to build your own indoor oasis to escape the heat. The options are endless and you can even save time and up to 25% when bundling your new favorite home essentials. So shop in store or online at brooklinen.com today to give yourself the cooling sleep you need this summer. Use promo code that sounds fun for $20 off your online purchase of $100 or more, plus free shipping on brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and use the promo code that sounds fun for $20 off plus free shipping. And I have one last amazing partner to share with you, Rothy's. I got my Rothy's packed with me while I'm traveling in July. I took them with me on tour in June. I just don't leave home without them, you guys. When it comes to both style and comfort, Rothy's are it for me. No matter where you're going, Rothy's are perfect for travel. All new slides and mules for your beach vacation, cute flats for nights out, and the most comfortable sneakers for exploring. They're lightweight and flexible, so they're extra easy to pack. And Rothy's are effortlessly versatile, so you don't need to bring tons of shoes and bonus travel tip. If you get your Rothy's dirty during your adventures, you can just clean them so easy with a little bit of clear hand or dish soap and a damp towel. And when you get home, just toss them in the washing machine. I have the Camo Cat sneakers and their flats. And because I can wash them, they still look like new. Make the swaps to sustainable shoes and bags with Rothy's. Everything at Rothy's is made from their signature thread knit from repurposed single-use plastic water balls, which you know I love. You can sustainably upgrade your closet with cute and comfortable sandals, sneakers, flats, and totes perfect for summer. For stylish and comfortable shoes, shop Rothy's. Get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our Hall of Fun conversation with Pastor Kevin. So back to the secret place, right? Right, right. So list list out those ten things, and then um and then go into just creating space for listening. And here's what I mean: in, in those moments, just going, okay, God, what are you what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And and then I try to look back over game film the day before, and just going, okay, were there any moments that I'm not real proud of? Like, were there any things? Because that's that part of that: search me, test me, and then letting God pull. You know, when you were in a meeting and you kind of postured yourself, or you had to had to have the right answer, or you cut that person the Chipotle off. Like, thing. Right? That's right. 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 And that's what that comes from is yeah. creating enough space to go back through game film, just like a 
football coach mm-hmm. and going, God, help me see. So I don't repeat because I don't want to repeat those things the next day. And right. so really that's kind of that soul correct. And then uh, and then spend time and usually reading through when I'm reading through the scripture, I'll usually pick a section and kind of go through and then I'll try to read a chapter in a spiritual in a spiritual book, you know, like I just finished Giglio's um, Goliath Must Fall. Is so. it good? I haven't read it yet. Yes. I yes. want to get him on the podcast. I love him and Shelly so much. So strong. I think the world is. Okay, good. So I'll, I'll pick it up. Uh, so strong. I went back and read Comeback. So yeah, I, did the, I love so, Comeback. So it's, if you like Comeback, you're going to love it. Yeah. Okay. So it's okay. a great read. But, uh, but that's, you know, in that time, and I consider all of that prayer. Because I think some people, they go, okay, prayer is only what I do. But I think study is prayer. I think any time that we're, we're learning to move through those things and have conversation with God, have listening conversation and also the speaking conversation, that's, that's prayer. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so getting out a dry erase marker and writing on the board and then taking a sniff. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't, but, but just writing up on the board, you know, those, that's, that's prayer. That having, finding out what works. Here's what I did for a lot of my Christian life is I did things that didn't work mm. and I would just keep doing them that's that's called religion right come on you know so so when you go okay what's working what's setting my soul on fire what's exciting me what you know about God right now and then do more of that and yeah. I think if that I think if we do more of that like sometimes it's just putting on a worship song and I'm looking at YouTube and I'm singing I'm by myself yeah. but then sometimes that's that's not what I need so it's Spend more time in gratitude. So I think I think rather than trying to continue to do old things that just don't have life on them, trying to figure out, okay, God, what's the new thing that you want to do yeah. and that you want to stir in me? We've talked about this a lot on the podcast about coming up with something besides quiet time because quiet time doesn't work for me. But when I, my roommate and I, we live independent lives, right? We're two different women. But we'll watch the same shows sometimes and we'll cook at the same time sometimes or something will happen and I want to tell her. And I think so much of the time, I think, Quiet time is more like coexisting with God like that. Of You're living in the same place. And so if you're sitting at the same table, you're going to talk about what you just read. Or they're going to point, he's going to point something out to me that I didn't see. Right? So it's just living together. It's good. Right? And I love that. And I think, I, for me, I have rhythms built into my day. And some things are just stupid for anybody else. Right? Right. But like for me. Give people if, permission for that. If I have a moment like where I just sense that God like just showed up. And this is going to sound really, I, really crazy. But like I was walking with my boy Bolton, my youngest, and we're walking down the uh, down the road. We parked our car with the U-Haul, you yeah, know, back by, and we're walking to the house. And a guy pulls up and he says, "Hey, you're you're the new pastor at Crosspoint." And I said, "Really?" He said, "Man, I have been praying for you." He said, "I saw you. I thought that was you." And I want to come back. He said, "I'm a college student." He said, "And uh, yeah," he said, "And man, I just want to know I'm praying for you and for your family." And I was like, "That was right when we had pulled right when we had pulled up with the U-Haul." Right when we got to town, and Bolton saw it, and Bolton too. Saw it too, and I just and that guy drove off, and I put both my hands in the air, yeah. right, and I was like, Man, "Praise God, Bolton! Like, yeah. God sees us." That's the other thing I've learned is that He sees us. Mm-hmm. That and it's not just like a disinterested gaze; like He He is so intimately involved, and He sees every moment, and He knows He knows what we need. Yeah. Before we even ask. Yeah. And so it's, it's living with that awareness. And then it's almost like getting, like you said, get down on your knees. It's marking the moment with yeah. a posture yeah. of saying, God, <laughs> you see me, God, yeah. <laughs> because, because I see you. Because you just drove right. a college kid down my street. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I mean, that has been, I think you're having an extraordinary experience. I also think any of us could see God this much in our lives if we were looking. We've just been, we, you, me, your family, our friends, we've just been really intentionally looking for God to do stuff. And he's, he is showing off a little bit 
it feels like to me. I'm like, I see you. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's my weird thing. That's what I always say when something happens like that. I go, okay, I see you, Lord. <laughs> yes. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Won't he do it? You know? So that, yeah, I think, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think you raise your hands for you and you raise your hands for God and you raise your hands for Bolton. Because I think you, you, what y'all are teaching your kids in this season is so extraordinary of how to, because they're sacrificing too. You know, they're giving up cousins and grandparents and aunts and uncles and church and family and they are going to be the braver for it. Well, and I was talking with a friend, Ryan Ingram, who pastors a church called Awakening out in uh, California. And yeah. I was telling him what was going on. He said, Kevin, he said, it's so important that God's doing this for you so that you don't doubt in the darkness what you've seen Come clearly on. in the light. That's right. And I thought, that's it. And it's like what you were talking about Sunday, that when the when the fog comes and you're like, okay, what in the world? I can mm. go back and say, God, you got me into this, mm. <laughs> right? Right. You, you're going to need to get me through this. That's you're going right. to need to get me out of this. So, so I think God gives us those moments where we can go back and we can remember, we can reflect, we can hold tight to. Yeah. So I thought that was a, that was a good That's word. That's a good word. Yeah. All right, Ryan. Um, tell me, Kevin, what you think about Nashville. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I love progress. Uh-huh. And so when I see construction uh, everywhere, that for me, the progress in the natural, right? The progress in the things we can see yes. inspires me going, okay, God, you're working in, in ways that we can't see. So, okay, yes. what are you building in the kingdom yeah. that that these eyes can't see? Give me eyes to see that. So, so that progress, but then also, you know, realizing that there are a lot of people who, um, who have a lot and, mm-hmm. uh, and who are, um, who are doing really well. Yeah. And who are prospering. And we want the city to flourish. We want the city to prosper. Yeah. But at the same time, you can have a lot and be empty on the inside. Listen. And so being able to see that even though somebody has all the things, all the stuff, that there are things that they that they long for and that they want, they desire, and they just they don't know it yet or they do know it. And they're living with this this emptiness that, you know, only only Jesus can can fill. And so I love the I love this city. But he, even I was at the Grand Ole Opry last night, had a chance to be back, and I'm I'm sitting backstage. And so they have these pews. I don't even know if they're yeah. from the Ryman, right? But they have these pews that are sitting back that are facing facing this this whole crowd. Yeah. You know? And I'm looking. So you, for people who haven't been, you're on the stage. I'm, at the back of the stage, right. they have six or seven pews. They almost have like a, like a choir loft. Yeah. It looks like a choir loft if you were in a church. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at those pews from the Ryman, mm-hmm. right? And I'm thinking, Come God, on. this is this is a this is a picture of what you've done in this in this city before. And then I'm looking out at all these people, and I'm so dimly lit, like they can't yeah, see they me, can see you, yeah. but they can see. Well, it was the Oak Ridge Boys, that's and right. The guy with the big beard, right? <laughs> they can see them up on the stage. Yeah. But I'm having this moment where I'm just going, God, um, this city where where you have so gifted, and and there's so many people who are so talented, and so many people who are dreaming, right, mm-hmm. to to be on platforms and, and stage, and people people have an appreciation for the arts. But then yeah. at the end of their set, they sang Amazing Grace, you know. Right. And so I'm going, there is just there is a there is a spiritual hunger that's here and appreciation that's here and um, and I think people people are looking for for Jesus uh, everybody's looking for Jesus they yeah. just don't know it yeah. right? I heard one and say that every heart desires a king like Jesus yeah. and uh, and so going okay God how do we communicate this timeless message this truth about who you are in a way that is um, that speaks to hearts and that uh, that awakens people to, to the longings maybe they didn't even know they had yeah. so I think, you know, so many people make jokes on Facebook and on social media when articles come out about 
Nashville is the fastest growing city and Nashville's number one this and most all these things. And they go, you don't want to move here. It's terrible. You know, like can like slow down the progress. And I hear that because I've been here nine years and the traffic is significantly different than when I moved here. But I think, I mean, the Bible says pray for the prosperity of the city you live in. And every time I see things get bigger, I go, okay, you're showing off here. There's something you're doing here. You're drawing people here. You're cycloning something around. Churches are changing. Churches are coming, you know, churches that planted in basements are showing out with three services, right? And churches that started as tiny are taking over these big old churches and blowing up. And it's not a butts and seats kind of count, but it is a, oh, this place is exporting more than we ever have. This place is growing more than we ever have. And um, God is going to flourish here too. Flourish. I, I believe it. I'm looking at 100,000 college students. Right. right in this area, and so that I tell you what Nashville has taught me about me is that I'm old. Oh, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm the old guy. Yeah, you know. But well, where we live, you are. You can go to Franklin. You'll be the kid. But where the neighborhood we live in, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, but I had a guy tell me one of my mentors when I took. He said, "Kevin, you're not the Timothy anymore." You know, and so the whole Paul Timothy relationship. Yeah. And I, I looked in the mirror the other day. We were moving some things out, and I was, took it outside, and the sun hit the mirror, and it came back, and I saw that I have white white hairs in my in my beard. Yeah. And um, and I I, I thought, man, he's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not not the Timothy. I think there comes a point in time where we realize, okay, God, you're doing a new thing. Yeah. Right. And I'm I'm not the kid anymore. So part of being in the young part of town and looking around with the staff that's in their 20s yeah. and 30s and yeah. going, okay. God, you're doing a new thing, and yeah. it's a new season. I, I um, I had a similar experience not long ago of going like, oh, suddenly I'm the grown-up here. And I didn't know I was going to be the grown-up here. And then you're like, oh, well, actually, I have everything I need to be the grown-up. Oh, okay. I can be – I mean, we need Jesus. I'm not saying I know everything, but but I have – I've been wearing a tool belt a long time. Right. And the Lord's put a lot of tools in it. And so the pressure of being the Paul for you – is really relieved when you realize the tool belt you got on, yes. you know, and that you're never alone, that the Holy Spirit's with you at all times. So what are you excited about Crosspoint? Because we have a lot of good churches in this town, so we are really lucky. But what is it for you with Crosspoint? Excited about the team. Yeah, them, right. Um, the table, them sitting at the uh, the staff. We had our first staff meeting. They had Chipotle there. So yeah, that, was, they did. Uh, that makes yeah, me excited. They did. But uh, but even just there is such a eagerness and excitement um, reading through the book of Haggai that mm. there's I, I think they're they're ready. So weird of you to pick they're Haggai. Ready. Why'd you pick Haggai? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like you're like, dear I, staff, I'm here. I'm gonna I, pick a <laughs> super obscure, <laughs> tiny prophet book for you to read. It's only yeah. what three chapters? Two yeah, chapters? Yeah, it's three. But it but it, it's a book about new beginnings, mm. and it's a book about um, God's building this uh, this He's restoring. Um, the temple, and, and so it's a, and and I love the final verse. It talks about um, Zerubbabel is a, um, he says he is a, a signet ring, and I love the thought. Like what he's saying is that that whatever you do, whatever you say, like there's such a connection where where he's like my signet ring, which would be a symbol of authority. He's like my stamp is on that, and I'm like God, that's what I want. I want to be like that. I want to be so connected with you that. That would be uh, that could be said, yeah. and, and I love this team. And so the team, there's there's an excitement, and I think nine months, ten months was a long time to wait for Crosspoint, but I think what that's built in the season is a season of expectation, of of hunger, um, of desire for the for the next to see God move in an incredible incredible way. And you know so, a beautiful thing that you didn't yeah. know has happened for you is we stopped treating our pastor like our savior, mm. and we had been doing that. I think I had, 
I, I thought, I mean, I, I knew I had a connection with God, but Crosspoint was built around. And now Crosspoint is built and we have a leader. It's different. And it is it is healthier. Can, am I allowed to say that? It's my podcast. I'm allowed to say that. It does not dishonor who I love and, and the pastors that we've had in the past. But, but it, there's something about what we learned as a body that um, we learned as a body that Jesus was sa- our Savior all along, and we were never left, and we needed to know that. I think you can only know that through tragedy, and you can only know that through a tearing. You can't know that through a leaving. And so we learned that through a tearing, that that when you're ripped apart from your leader, you still have a Savior. Yeah. And I think I was surprised. I thought, I mean, I know there's healing that needs to take place, but I don't think it's going to be a long time healing. Yeah, I think there's a, I think there is a, there's a hunger. So I think that healing has moved to, to hunger, and yeah. now it's like, okay, there is a very, there's a forward leaning posture. I mean, isn't that the truth? Church. When you're in the hospital, there's a point where it turns from my body is healing to my body is hungry. Right. Right. right? And that's when you're starting to get healthy, and and I feel that with you. I feel like our body has, we haven't left the hospital, but we're hungry. You know, and I think that's I think that's really exciting. I think it's gonna be fun. So for our friends who are listening that don't live in Nashville, that they go, I'm friends with Annie. I've listened to her podcast, so now I'm friends with Kevin. When Kevin comes to mind, I want to pray. What do you want them to pray? What do you want? Hmm. I would ask to pray for my kids. Yeah, and uh, pray that they um, that they seek God in this as much as we have and as much as we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so built our faith. My wife Rhea and I has so built our faith. It's built our relationship even more. And it's, but I'm like, I want them to have that same experience. And when they think of moving to Nashville, um, they don't say it's what my mom and dad did. Mm, my and parents say, moved us. Yeah, right. So this is what it's what God did. Mm-hmm. And then they have their own stories to share. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're not just sharing our stories. But they're sharing their. And then we need to make sure they're dr- journaling too. When That's they right. make new friends at school. <laughs> yes. When they, you know, when all that stuff goes down. You know, when I moved here, I did a sticky note on my laptop, and I listed every friend I made, because I knew what I had left in Atlanta was my people. And so for probably a year, I wrote down every friend I made because I knew that's what God was giving me. I knew when He asked me to leave my people and my place that he was going to fill those holes in a different way, not not replace those people, but fill the gap in me. And he did. Yeah. He did. And so so we got to make sure your kids are writing down their people when they make them. And they will. Yeah. Your kids are so fun. I was like dying to stay <laughs> yesterday when I interrupted lunch. I was like, wait, no, but I want to be friends with them. They are hilarious. Oh, they are. I mean, and then the girls get here. So y'all get back here in a couple of weeks yeah. for good. Yeah, we'll be back here the 30th. Will you be at church uh, that Sunday? Yep, that's it Sunday. won't be a surprise. Yep. Jason Miller Sorry, and Jay. you. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So be here for that. I mean, you know, another thing that we, you and I have talked about is this is more than we could have dreamed up. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you if you'd have told us when we were when we were I was a college freshman and hanging out with your little sister who was my neighbor in the apartments our next the next year, you know, like we'd be doing this in 20 years in Nashville. How much bigger? is our God as a dreamer than I ever thought. <laughs> he does. And, and you know, I, uh, what I love about about the story and what I love about um, what it says, I think, is that is that faithfulness, it, it leads to fruitfulness, mm. like with what God wants. What do you, okay, I can trust you with that. See, we, we talk about trusting God, but yes, yes, absolutely, that's first. But then it's saying, okay, God, I can... Tr- 
I can trust you. But mm. then God's saying, Annie, I can trust you. Yeah. And Annie, I can I trust you that. with more. Right. And I can trust you. It's that it's that relationship. And yes, we have those moments where we fumble. And yes, we have those moments. where But we get up. Right. And right. then we continue pursuing. And say, God. And God says, OK, I'll trust you. I'll trust you yeah. with more and I'll trust you more. And I just want to continue to to trust him and continue to be faithful with what he gives. So he says, OK, I can I can trust you more. And that's what I've seen from your story. And, and then for us to be here, I think, is a is a culmination. Not that there's anything good in us apart from Christ. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, but but we know what monsters we are. <laughs> right. But <laughs> right. but we saying, God, I'm going to trust you. Uh-huh. And God, please give me the grace to live in a way where you can, where I'll be faithful and you can trust me yeah. more and more. Yeah. I just keep saying to the Lord, why did you make me go nine years before Kevin? <laughs> right. How, why did I have to plow the ground? No, I'm just kidding. I've not been plowing the ground. But I, yeah. I, I have joked with so many people that you're not Jesus, but I've totally felt like John the Baptist. <laughs> Be like, you guys, he's coming. Uh, I know him. He's coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Jesus. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not John the Baptist. I still got my head so far. So I'm not. And yeah, I am not. Listen, you know me. I'm not living out in the desert. I'm not eating good. locusts. No, I, I don't even camp. So don't worry. Uh, um, so well, I cannot put words around how thrilled I am here. I know you know it, but I think for our city, for my life, I mean, it's selfishly, I cannot believe my pastor is someone that I've trusted since I was 18 years mm. old. And then to know that we sh- that Tom Tanner, oh, right, and right. the impact and the and so I would I would say I would say this that that what we experience God do at the University of Georgia Wesley Foundation, um, and and seeing God move in a way that was bigger than what we can imagine there. Right. You know, I think that being in our veins here. Yes. Um, and, and so I think being able to believe God for more. And uh, and and to be able to, I don't want it to be said in my life, Kevin. You you dreamed too small and you prayed too small, mm, right? And uh, it's okay, God. Yeah. And I think that goes back to to the primary influences in both of our lives, yeah. Tom. Yeah, I. Uh, Tyler last week on the podcast talked about Melissa's dream. Hmm. And that has just kept, for some reason, that just keeps coming up in conversation, probably because you move in here and your buddy David Walter's coming with you last week to church, but just going like, man, there are people on this planet who are more influential than this planet will ever know. And it will not be until we get to heaven and God goes, hey, everybody, come look at this. This is everybody Tom and Melissa Tanner impacted. And we'll just be a sea of people. And you and I will be holding the doors for the people who've been living in countries without air conditioning. I'll be cutting their grass. I will be out there cutting the grass. You and me both. I'm like, I love my job and I'm grateful to serve the Lord. It isn't hard compared to what some of our friends are doing. This is not hard. I will, I will hold their doors and make them sandwiches. And we have, we have friends and contemporaries that are doing incredibly sacrificial things for the gospel. Mm -hmm. But you are too, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really have. You and Ree have done an incredibly sacrificial thing for the gospel. And, our city just ain't even ready. It ain't even ready for what the Lord's going to do, right? And so, and and when our city gets what the Lord's going to do, our country, I mean, it just is going to explode. It, we export. We export. So, man, I'm thrilled. <laughs> um, can I, uh, usually I have the guest pray, mm. but can I pray? Please. And just pray for you and pray for Crosspoint and get our friends who are listening just to like take a moment on their treadmill or on their walk or in the car and just like, it'll just be a constant flow every time someone listens to the end of this podcast of prayers for you. Love it. So, Please do. Um, yeah. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you. 
thanks for just for how you orchestrate our lives that that even in pain and tragedy and sadness and loss, you are still um, you're still orchestrating. You're still good and kind and strong and true. And so we thank you for that. God, we, as Kevin's friends, pray for him as our pastor, as the pastor of Cross Point Church. God, would you just do more than we could have asked or imagined? Would you give him the capacity to learn what Cross Point in Nashville is like, to become the leader of our family, to um, to step into a role and understand more than he should know in the natural? Would you just give him supernatural understanding of our church and our people? And God, for Re, that you would speak real clearly to her about why you've called her here and what her, um, how, how Nashville is going to benefit from her being here. And God, would you give her as well just a supernatural capacity to get their home in order and to see the kids and what they're walking through and to help just care for her people, including Kevin. And God, we do pray for the four kids and ask that you would would this be a Ebenezer Stone for them too, a place where they go, God was so faithful to us when we moved to Nashville as kids. Would you do that for them, God? And we just um, we pray that you would do more in Nashville than we could imagine. We pray that people in our families and in our friend groups and in our city who do not know you will not be able to resist hearing about you. Would you just be um, too good and too kind and too loud in this town? And we, um, God, I know people have said this for generations, um, but I want you to hear me and Kevin say, we welcome you here. Yes. We want you here. We want you to change our friends because they're hurting. We want you to heal our friends because they're hurting. We want you to speak to our friends because they're hurting. So we welcome you here, Holy Spirit. And, um. God, we are in this for the long haul, whatever that looks like for our lives, for his family's life and for my life, we're in it. So put us to work. And uh, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, what we didn't do, you're supposed to say what sounds fun to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both. So, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> this podcast is messed now. up. I know. Sorry. <laughs> This podcast is called That Sounds Fun. Yeah. What sounds fun to you? Um, what you sow in weeping, you'll reap in joy. Yeah, right? That's that's right. I was, you see what I did there? I was well like, done. find it's a verse. Find a verse. Yeah, yeah. Turn, a the Turn the corner. Turn the corner. Oh, it sounds fun. I tell you what sounds fun is uh, we, we're going to be able to walk to Jenny's ice cream. Yeah, 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 from and your house. So, yes. I love getting ice cream with the with the family. Yeah, um, that that sounds like fun on a uh, on a summer night. Okay, um, and no matter how hard emotionally a move is, like just ice cream makes it just better. Just ice cream, That's yeah, good. yeah. And Jenny's that brambleberry <laughs> crisp right. will heal what hurts you. That's right. And my uh, my boys tonight we've got uh, we got football practice for the boys and at I, their new school yeah, already yeah, plugged so in. That's brilliant. In. Yeah. And so and I love watching them. Uh, watching them play. Yeah. I mean, that's that's because the girls aren't here on this trip. You should say here. that. It's yeah, not that you're girls, not speaking no, right. of them. I love the girls. I love to watch them play too. But you know, I love just <laughs> just being right. I love just being there and um, and seeing them uh, um, 
have fun yeah. and already, you know, connect there. So yeah. I love, love the kids' sports as well. Yeah. And, uh, it's good. So okay. What fun. do you do for fun? Just so people, like, what is fun yeah, for I lo- you? I love to run trails. Yeah. I love to run trails and uh, not run fast enough to where I can't talk, but I like to yeah. run at a pace where I can talk and uh, and just tell stories and yeah. run with run with friends. Yeah. Like that's uh that's fun. Running's not good, but uh, but running with friends and sure. uh, telling yeah, stories. Yeah. That's good. I like uh, enjoy Re and I do CrossFit, so yeah. we uh, we like that. And I, I like to try to keep up with her. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> she's a beast, she man. Is. I'm not messing with her. I'm staying on her good side. <laughs> Me too. So well done. We're smart people. Um, uh, well, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh, you guys, isn't he just the best? He was the exact right episode to start our Hall of Fun. I hope you loved hearing that story again or for the first time as much as I did. It is such a reminder to me of the power of prayer and a reminder to record who God has been to you. Having Kevin as my pastor has been more than I could have asked or imagined. That was true then, and it is still true now. And if you're ever in the area, we'd love to have you on Sunday at Cross Point Church. Just come on, see us, and say hi. Okay, so we heard what sounds fun to Kevin. Now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of our friends who's listening, just like you. All right, Liesl, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. All right, well, I'm Liesl Crystal. I live in a suburb of Chicago called St. Charles. And what sounds fun to me is we're on the cusp of a holiday weekend and we're heading up to the lake in Wisconsin. Oh man, that's what all of y'all do up there. Everybody goes to lakes. (laughs) Lakes, yes. So my father-in-law lives near a very small lake right outside Madison. It is superb. It is quiet. We have one grocery store. It's called the Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. And my son just wants grandpa time. So they go golf carting, they go to the beach, and then we just have our little routines. Ice cream, the same pizza place every time. I was going to ask you where you go get ice cream. Where's the spot? It's called Pizza Stop. They have ice cream and pizza. Oh, I mean, it's heaven. Is that what you're saying? Y'all it have a is, place it's that heaven. is heaven. Ice cream it and is. pizza in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Oh, so how many times will y'all go in the summer? We try to go up there at least once a month, sometimes more. Yeah. So um, we're just really fortunate that we have that opportunity. We have a boat. We have jet skis. Yes. Um, and so it's just our little sanctuary. It's just two hours north of us. So it's real easy for us to get to. And it's just, it's so much fun, Annie. It's like become our little like haven every summer. I love it. Oh, I love it. These are the conversations that make me be like, summer is the best. It's just the best. <laughs> it truly is, especially up here in like the Chicagoland area where yeah. winter just gets to you. Yes. We live for this. Yes, me too. Oh, I can't. Okay. When you go this summer and you have the yes. ice cream at Pizza Stop, please just tag me once on Instagram so I can see it. Oh, I will. Okay. I will. I definitely will. Perfect. <laughs> All right, if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find most of the time. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me, that's how you can find me, except not this month because I am on my summer Sabbath, but I will be back in August. And don't forget, you can find the That Sounds Fun podcast on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast. I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you back here on Thursday as we continue with our Hall of Fun episode featuring my dear friend, Christine DeClario.